Welcome to the New Jersey History Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Banner, and I am coming to you live from my classroom. Not live, but I'm live to me. I'm alive in my classroom, cleaning out my classroom today, which is why I'm wearing a sweatsuit. The Devil's Tower. Alpine, New Jersey is one of the most well-to-do towns in all of the United States, according to Forbes magazine. Known for being home to a number of celebrities and music producers, it's hard to imagine that this town would have any sort of terrifying venue that didn't simply scare people away with expensive prices. However, almost anyone you ask in the local area will tell you that this tiny town is home to one of the most terrifying historical sites in the entire state, Devil's Tower. It seems only suiting that the Devil's Tower would be found in a town as rich as Alpine. Back in the turn of the last century, a man by the name of Manuel Rionda had owned what is now known as Rio Vista, where the town is located. Rionda was married to a wealthy socialite wife by the name of Tariq and decided to prove his love by erecting a classically built tower that would give her the ability to get incredible views of the town and the New York City skyline. In many ways, the marriage that Manuel had with his wife was a lot like many Hollywood marriages you would see today in the sense that infidelity was an issue. While his wife may have suspected it for years, it was only when she saw him with another woman while up in her tower that it truly sank in. Saying that it devastated her is an understatement. Distraught to the point of insanity, she jumped from the highest window of the tower that night. A couple of hours later into the night, her husband noticed that he hadn't heard from her recently and set out to search for his wife. After finding her broken body splayed out at the bottom of the tower, he quickly began to put two and two together as to what happened. Call it guilt or call it spirit activity, but it didn't take too long for Manuel to notice that something seemed off about the tower. He kept hearing footsteps following him when he entered the tower. Unexplained noises echoed through the hallways. Sometimes he even swore that he heard his wife sobbing or screaming in agony. At times, he swore he was pushed by an angry, cold, unseen person. Manuel quickly began to believe that the high strangeness of the activity was his wife haunting him from the grave. High strangeness, I don't know what that is. After a couple of years, he decided that it was of no good to keep the tower open. He closed it down, removed the elevator, and filled in the adjoining tunnel in hopes that no one would ever go up there again. Word of the socialite's death and the ensuing haunting spread throughout. Those who would visit the area would often agree that they heard strange noises coming from the tower and would go so far as to say they could smell perfume that could never be explained by logical circumstances. It was around this time that people began calling it the Devil's Tower, citing that it was clearly cursed by a woman whose scorn was greater than Satan's. After Manuel died in the 1950s, the town had decided to do what they wanted to do with the deserted tower. I did not write this. The story behind the tower was a scandal, and the upper crust never liked a scandal in those days. So they decided to demolish it. 
Multiple construction workers who were in charge of destroying the Curse Tower fell or were pushed to their deaths, and the project was abandoned. After the project was canceled, the Devil's Tower was left to decay. But people still decide to visit it. As in years passed, people continued to hear Mrs. Rianda scream and rage. They continued to report being pushed or shoved by unseen forces. According to at least one paranormal investigator, the town also had an apparition that regularly darted in and out of the main gate. There's a long-term rumor that says if you walk backwards around the tower six times, the ghost of Harriet Rianda will appear before you. Since cars became more popular, the rumor has expanded to include driving as part of the ritual as well. Is it really haunted? Historical records show that Harriet Rianda died of natural causes in 1922. And many have asserted that the Devil's Tower was really supposed to be a water tower that was built to house pressurized water from the Riandas, for the Riandas water fountains. In the 80s, 1980s, rumors began to surface about Satanists using the tower for dark masses and black rites. These rumors have been unsubstantiated, but people still insist that it's happened. Though it's hard for anyone to know if it's really haunted or just a strange, spooky tower, the legacy that the Devil's Tower has is real. It's been repeatedly called one of the most haunted sites in New Jersey by a number of different publications. Needless to say, it's considered to be a hotspot for paranormal fans. I'm going to read from uh, Weird New Jersey their article on the Devil's Tower. I contacted them and they gave me permission to read this out loud, out loud meaning on the podcast. There are several dark legends about the structure, including exact procedures to follow in order to conjure the spirits. Here are just a few of the dozens of stories that our readers have told us about this unholy place. This big stone tower at one time housed evil rituals by Satanists early in the century. Some evil tragedy happened, and after the group's demise, there have been several attempts to tear it down, but to no avail. Some say work crews have died in the attempt. Another reader says, writes in, as you approach it, you can almost see people in the windows of the tower. When you get there, according to what I've heard, witnessed and attempted myself, you are to drive your car around the tower in reverse three times. After the third, when you come to a full circle, turn off your car and headlights and the ghost of a woman should approach you. This hasn't happened yet, but I and others have seen a mist start to form. After that, I don't know what is supposed to happen and what isn't. Still others say six times around the tower is the magic number which will raise the dead. The Devil's Tower was owned by a rich married man. He built the tower so his wife could see New York without really going to New York. One night, his wife was looking out at the top of the tower and she saw her husband with another woman, so she jumped right down the center of the tower. The husband was so upset that he stopped all the work on the tower because it was for his wife and his wife was now dead. Now, if you drive around the tower backwards six times, the ghost of the wife is supposed to control your car and drive it straight into a tree. This happened to a group of teens. When they went around it the sixth time, something controlled their car and drove it into a tree, killing the girl. And that was from Nick G. Who wrote that in. Some of these people 
did not uh, didn't put their names to whatever they wrote to win New Jersey. One person told us that if you walk around it backwards six times at midnight, the devil himself will appear. There is satanic graffiti on the inside walls, but the tower is now gated and locked. The doors and windows have also been sealed, allowing no entrance. According to the Alpine Historical Society, the Devil's Tower, quote, was the centerpiece of an estate called Rio Vista, which was owned by Manuel Rianda in the first half of the 1900s. Rianda was a Spaniard who made his fortune from sugarcane plantations in Cuba. His mansion was on the cliffs where the present-day Alpine Lookout is located. His property was the largest estate on the Palisades. Rianda used to delight in taking guests up to the top for review when there was an elevator. Just off to one side of the tower was a chapel and ornately decorated mausoleum. Rianda's wife and sister were both interred there at one time, though their bodies were removed when, when Rianda died in 1943. The entire estate was subdivided years ago and was mostly just woodlands through the 1970s. The name Devil's Tower probably came about during this time, when kids used to break into it and party and leave graffiti, some of a satanic nature. Eventually, the tower was sealed up and large houses were built on Rionda's property. The development is called Rio Vista. The tower is on public record and on a public road. The road is called Esplanade, which is accessible from Route 9 West, about a mile north of the Tenafly Alpine border. Michelle wrote into Weird New Jersey, I recently visited the Devil's Tower and heard a loud, strange noise coming from within it. The noise sounded almost like creaky steps, but we have no idea what it actually was. Then we decided to drive around slowly and take a closer look. We got to the right side of it and parked the car because we saw something in the window on the right. Not the very top one, the one that's a good number of feet under it, all the way to the right. It looked like there was a broken window, but yet the window kept going up and down, up and down. It disappeared for a couple of seconds, and then a blurry figure appeared, all in white, leaned out, and looked down at us, but there were no facial features. It almost looked like it was wearing a veil or a cape. It was grayish white and very distorted. And again, that was Michelle. The last one that I'll read is, uh, two, I'll read actually two more. Anonymous wrote into Weird New Jersey about Devil's Tower. My friends and I went to Devil's Tower in Alpine. We decided to drive around what we thought was the correct number six times in reverse. We got to the last time around and stopped. Puffing and puffing, we looked up and saw nothing at first. Then to our amazement, me and my friend May saw what we, were, what we thought were white eyes in the top middle row windows. I started to drive away. May turned around and looked at the tower. This is when the screaming started. At that instance, Jen also turned around and both of them started screaming. I looked in my rearview mirror and noticed a bright white object in the round window on the second floor that started to fade toward the back. I immediately floored it as the screaming continued. After driving for about five minutes, we talked and the girls both agreed that they saw a white figure in the top window immediately moved to the second floor, get really, really bright white, and then as we pulled away, it moved to the back of the tower and faded. And again, that was anonymous quote. And finally, Susan wrote into Weird New Jersey about the Devil's Tower. The story that I heard as a teenager is that the tower was built by a farmer 
who owned the surrounding property, so he could just tell what time it was from wherever he was working. Apparently, his wife hung herself in the tower, and if you drive around it three times backward, you will see her apparition hanging in the tower. So that's my reading of The Devil's Tower. Again, like I said, when I first started this reading podcast, I'm going to be reading not only from books, but from online sources, a book, um, publications like Read New Jersey. They gave me permission to read their stories. Um, the, the first part that I wrote, that I read, the introduction, was written by a friend of mine, so I blame him for the any of the grammar mistakes because I did not proofread it. However, I will say that I really need to make my font bigger when I, you know, you probably can't see this from where you are, but this is really, really small for my eyes. So <clears throat> forgive me if I'm, if I'm kind of like moving my glasses around. Also, I don't know if you realize, but Think about, we're looking at the late 18, early 1900s. That's not that long ago. So, I'm really not believing anything about this. Aside from the fact that Mr. Deronda, uh, uh, Mr. Rionda, excuse me, Rionda built this on, on his land where he had a mansion and property. I, I, don't, I don't think the other information is substantiated enough and also it's not that long ago so people would know would know more uh, solid information about this i would think could be wrong on that that's why i'm presenting this maybe you know more about the devil's tower in alpine you can send me an email njhistorypodcast at gmail.com also some people were saying that mr uh, rianda died in the 1950s some said in 1943 again that's not difficult to find out if we're not talking about the 1200s, we're talking about the 1900s here. So I think there's a lot of myth and, and such going on here. I do believe the, the kids or whoever broke in there, they probably did um, spray paint or, or paint satanic things on the walls. Maybe people use it for devil worship. I know that was a um, kind of a thing back in the late 70s and into the 80s. I remember that as a kid uh, growing up in the 1980s. But other than that, I don't, I don't think the devil was ever actually worshipped at, at Devil's Tower. And I don't think Mrs. Rionda jumped from the tower to commit suicide when she found out about her husband's infidelity because there's documentation that she died of natural causes in 1922. But it's always fun to find these stories, and who's to say? I'm not going to say that the place isn't haunted. Maybe it is. People claim to have seen things there. So look up Devil's Tower and, and let me know what you think. Maybe you've been there. Uh, my... Last reading episode, my first one, when I read that a short story called Achtung about the, the Jewish man who was camping and <clears throat> I guess had the dream or the vision of the uh, Nordland, one of the, the Bund parades during the Nazi regime when that was going on in Germany. Someone emailed me and uh, said that, that they had been there, like around where that man was camping in that story. And it is really, really eerie. And I suppose it's even eerier because we know it happened. So if you've been to Devil's Tower, please let us know. You can. Uh, this will be on YouTube as well, so you can type it in your comments. I'll put this in there. What I did, I'll, I'll say this now, I suppose. Maybe I'll do a separate episode, like a housekeeping episode, which I do sometimes. My YouTube channel, what I did was I, um, I'm making playlists. I think my, one of my students showed me how to do it. I did not figure it out. One of my students showed me how to do it. I'm making playlists based on topic, and then as I record a podcast based on something that fits in that topic, 
I'll put my recorded video like this on there underneath that topic. So for example, um, my latest full length episode was on the Asbury Park riots of 1970. So what I did was I created a playlist that says Asbury Park riots 1970. I uploaded the video from the podcast to and I put it in that playlist. And I also attached videos from YouTube about the Asbury Park riots. So let's say I do an episode on the Jersey Devil, like a regular episode. And I record my episode 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever. I put it on Spotify and, and Apple Podcasts and everything. Then I'll take that video and I'll put it on my YouTube channel under the Jersey Devil playlist. And in there will also be other videos from YouTube about the Jersey Devil. So I think you kind of understand what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm organizing it like, like chapters in a book. Each, each topic, um, my lights just went out because there are the sensor lights. What that means is I've got to do a dance in the middle of the room for them to go back on or else it's dark in here all the time. So you could look at uh, the Jersey Devil if I have a playlist on my YouTube channel for that. And if I do a podcast episode like this on the Jersey Devil, I'll put it under that playlist. Maybe another year from now I do a revisit a Jersey Devil episode, I'll still put it under that playlist. So there, there'll be different um, videos and different recordings in the playlist. So it's kind of a better way to organize ourselves. I say ourselves because I, I include people who listen and watch as part of the podcast. So if you've got anything to say about Devil's Tower, please let me know. I'm going, I'm going to be doing readings like this twice, two or three times a week. My regular full-length podcast episode about an actual topic will be um, recorded on Wednesday and I'll publish them Thursday morning. And then for the rest of the summer, I'm going to be having my Jersey Shore Towns every Monday morning. All right? So again, please let me know if you need anything, have any questions. Maybe next time I'll broadcast on my classroom again, except I will not look like a slob.